Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest two in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You never know if you don't go. Go! <laughs> you never shine if you don't glow. Glow! You're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play hey now you're a rock star get the show on get paid and all that glitters is gold only shooting stars break the mold (laughs) i loved that that was so good (laughs) so when that song came out i'm dating myself i think i want to say it was in fifth grade sixth grade maybe seventh grade i have no idea But I have a distinct memory of riding the bus with my best friend and singing that song, trying to sing it as fast as we could to try to, (laughs) I don't know what it was. I just wanted to speed it up as much as possible. And I think I thought I was rapping. So I mean, I suppose you you could speed up any song and make it a rap if you really wanted to. (laughs) You get like some of those ballads and try to. (laughs) I was really just trying to become famous at an early age. Yeah, you knew, you knew. Shooting for the stars. So, oh, that's nice. <laughs> so, hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast, Shit Your Shrink Thinks. This is a podcast where we two mental health professionals give you the real deal on life advice and what sorts of mental health issues you could be experiencing. Mm-hmm. We do have a Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash Shit Your Shrink Thinks. Gmail, Shit Your Shrink Thinks at gmail.com. Instagram, Twitter, et cetera. So find yeah. us. Like and follow, rate, review. Thank you. It helps us. It does help us. It does help us. I realized when we had – so everybody, one one thing that is good that I'm going to already spoil is that we won a little bit of a podcasting contest, just a yeah. small guy. Yeah. And so I realized when we were listening back to other episodes that we don't always say what the podcast is about. And so for new <laughs> listeners, <laughs> they're coming in just holding like, on to their the hell is happening here? <laughs> They're just trying to hold on to our butts. So I was Especially like, oh. we start with a song. You're like, what is this? <laughs> Help me. Get me out of here immediately. So I figured maybe I should give a little context to what the podcast is. So I'm be trying that out and letting you guys know each time I'm going to make up a different thing, I think about what this is. <laughs> it's, it's ever evolving. Yeah. Until something sticks. I'm not sure. That's why it's called shit your shrink thinks. You yeah. Know, it's just kind of whatever's hopping in our heads. Yeah. We're just thinking it at the time. It's not a permanent <laughs> state. <laughs> so as y'all no we're still trying to get to know each other and learn other stories about one another we also are just trying to keep it light and funny with what's good each week so what's good with you Michaela yeah so (laughs) okay so this week I have no idea why this little ditty popped into my head but it made me chuckle and I was really curious if it was something that you remember from elementary school I think there might be various versions of this little kind of rhyme song thing and Diddy. i think yeah <laughs> and i think the lyrics might be different in different areas but i did look it up and it is a thing so it wasn't just something straight from our school okay okay go on <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued 
Miss Susie had a tugboat. The tugboat had, had a bell ring ring. Miss Susie went to heaven. The tugboat went to hello operator. Please give, give me number nine. And if, if you disconnect me, I'll kick, kick you from right behind the refrigerator. There sat a piece of glass. Miss Susie sat upon it and, and broke her little ask me, me no more questions. questions. Please tell, tell me no more lies. The boys are in the bathroom the zipping up their flies. Flies are in the city. <laughs> Bees are in the park. My sister's with her boyfriend kissing in the D-A-R-K, D-A-R-K, darker than the sea. D-A-R-K, D-A-R-K, darker than the underwear my mommy puts on me. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, we did. Yes, obviously we did have that. That's awesome. It was a hand clap. Yes. Yeah, yep, hand yeah. clap. Some people yeah. apparently did it with jump ropes too. Yeah, we had but... also a row macaroni titera, a row macaroni, that one, Ooh, no? No, no. I don't even know if I'm saying the words right. But yeah, we had the hand clapping thing. And that was another, that's so weird. We're on the same wavelength because that was around the same time period of the Smash Mouth situation. <laughs> and you try to like say it faster and yes. faster and clap faster and faster. Right. Yeah. What's and it up? was like you were like kind of secretly cursing, you know? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. One time I got in trouble for actually cursing my mom. <laughs> this this is my, okay. I'm just going to make this my what's good story this week because okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's related. Once upon a time, my mom was joking around with me and god bless my mom because she'd be like don't tell anybody i taught you this and i would immediately think it was the coolest thing in the world (laughs) need to tell everyone (laughs) so my mom was telling me a funny rhyme and she said not when she had been a cheerleader but there was a cheer of rah rah re kick him in the knee rah 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 rah, kick him him in the the ass No, oh, no. That's what we would do. Ra, ra, re, kick him in the knee. Ra, 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 kick him in the other knee. (laughs) Yeah, she said ass. Fair. And she was like, but don't say ass. And I said, definitely, I will not say ass. And she (laughs) looks me dead in the eye, do not say ass. And I say, yes, I will not say ass. You got it, mom. And then the minute I got, like, not five minutes later, I exited the house (laughs) I saw my friends. I yelled to them to come over to me, and I'm in the backyard, and I didn't realize the window was open to my mom's upstairs. And I say to them, hey, guys, hey, guys, I have this really super cool cheer. Rah, rah, re, kick him in the knee. Rah, rah, res, kick him in the ass. And my mom, I just hear a shout from the top window, Sonny. <laughs> it couldn't have been five minutes. That's hilarious. My poor mom would always tell me like little funny secrets like that, and I would just tell somebody immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, my mom had a lot of cool little co- like uh, cheers like that, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but – I can't be trusted. <laughs> I'm a monster. I can't be trusted. Uh, that's, I mean, kid learns a cool little thing. And yeah. I mean, again, if you're cursing, at it, like, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. I'm cool. I'm yeah. swearing. Right. <laughs> so what did you try for the outside of podcast psych experiment? How did it go? What'd you do differently if you would, if you had to? So I was just working on increasing my emotional self-care and – you know, there were a few times that I really was intentional and gave myself that time and space to to do really what my mind and body needed. And honestly, I just really need to increase that more. So it's worked. <laughs> it worked. Uh, I, I know a lot of times I think I don't have the time, but again, I just need to make the time. And yeah. when I do, it makes a difference. Yeah, you got to throw elbows and box out over mm-hmm. your own self-care. I think people believe that self-care is just going to come around and that you'll just suddenly have space for it self-care doesn't work that way you gotta fight for it it's not (laughs) something that it's gotta be the priority you've got to say no to other things which can be hard yes i imagine like marcus aurelius the in gladiator where he's just fighting everybody and he's like are you not are you not entertained entertained? that's (laughs) how i imagine my self-care to be like i'm marcus fighting everybody fighting lions and fighting other gladiators and then come at me bro i'm gonna self-care anyway that's i dig it very dramatic but also fair enough literally what i do hey whatever works how was your experiment how did that go so I was working on the slow down phase of the problem solving skills that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it didn't really have a choice to do, to do that because <laughs> I <laughs> things kept kind of going wrong and oh, no. I haven't been sleeping super well. So the slow down phase has been going great because I have not had any choice. And so, for example, this week. I used it when I got a series of emails and calls and texts about people needing me to solve some sort of problem, Mm -hmm. and I simply did not have the time to do it. 
So I had to delay or slow down over 24 hours. And guess what? They figured it out themselves. Yes. So with works, I've seen that I don't know how many times. If you just give it a little bit. Mm -hmm. The slowdown phase was highly effective interpersonally for me. So, hey, it worked. The problem solving skills, we use use them ourselves. Yeah. So last week we talked about problem solving and finding solutions. But what happens when you hit a dead end or Mm. when you have just those unsolvable problems? What happens if the more you interact with something, it gets worse? Yeah. Today, you mean? (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) My whole morning. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You poor thing. (laughs) Well, (laughs) there is an alternative strategy, which is just called acceptance. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of misunderstandings about how to use acceptance to support mental health. So let's just talk about what acceptance is and is not. Yeah. So everyone has their own personal definition of acceptance. So there's just the anecdotal personal definition of acceptance that you have and then we have a definition kind of as therapists or Mm -hmm. as mental health providers that is more homogenous or uh ubiquitous why can i not think of not two dollar words right now really big words i know it's like (laughs) it's like the more fried i get the more two (laughs) dollar words i start using impressive most people go the other direction (laughs) (laughs) what is happening so When we use the term acceptance as healthcare providers, we think of it as actively contacting a a psychological experience directly, fully, and without needless defense while behaving effectively. Mm -hmm. We think about it a lot as willingness and openness to emotional sensations or urges, and we think of it as releasing control or allowing rather than attempting to control a situation. We let it be there without an attempt at modifications while we act according to our values. So everyone has their own personal definition of acceptance. And when I first became a therapist and even pretty far in, I think, unfortunately, I had a really negative (laughs) view of acceptance. That surprises zero people. I mean, I just, I just, I think about it as... I'm per- a survivor. Yeah. I'm not gonna give up. Yeah, yeah that's that's. I literally yeah. just talked about being Marcus Aurelius in a right. gladiator ring right. and destroying monsters. So it's hard for me. This is an exceptionally challenging skill for me, and I thought of it a lot as giving up, giving in, allowing, or mm-hmm. agreeing with something. Yeah. What was your definition before you became a therapist? Well, I mean, until I became a therapist, I'd never really thought much about the term itself, to be honest. But I mean, I have really viewed it more like peace and serenity, honestly, you know, going with the flow, like acknowledging what it is and making a conscious choice about no longer dwelling on it or wasting my energy towards trying to change it. I mean, it doesn't mean that I agree with it, that I condone it, that I appreciate it or even like what it is or what happened. But it means that regardless, I'm trying to believe that I will be okay and I'm going to focus on what is in my control and my attitude and my actions and really strive towards other things that do, you know, bring me joy and light me up. So, like, I really did have more of a, like, acceptance is, like, going with the flow. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's more of a breezy attitude. It's more of a Like, okay, so this is how this is going to be today. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Fucking A. (laughs) How can I manage this to the best of my fucking abilities? (laughs) I once saw a Reddit thread. I don't remember if I referenced this on the podcast or not, but I once saw a Reddit thread where it said, if you could be a deity, what would you be the god of? And somebody had responded, and I really thought this would be who I would be as a deity uh, nowadays, which would be called the god of rolling with the punches. And when something (laughs) bullshit happens, you just kind of, you hear whispered on the wind, it is what it is, homie. (laughs) (laughs) And then you just kind of go with it. And you could could summon the god of rolling with the punches by just saying, go with the flow. Homie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that that really sums it up. I used to hate that saying. It is what it I is. I know. A lot of people do. I used to hate it, but now it is my one of my go-tos. And I think that's a core of acceptance, too. It's just I'm not currently going to be able to do anything to change this thing. I've tried. I've thought about it. Right. And it isn't going anywhere. So how are we going to flow with this and move with this? Right. How am I going to make this not destroy my happiness in my life and, and try to still find happiness and joy despite this fucking thorn that's now forever in my side yes 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 so so specifically what acceptance is not 
Right. It's not necessarily forgiving. It's not necessarily agreement. And it's not necessarily an endorsement of the situation. It's not that you like something. It's not that you've given up. It's not that you're okay with it. Yeah, you're not condoning any of the fucking bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, you can still be like, this is not okay. This is sucks. And this is bull. Like, you need to acknowledge it to some degree. You can't just, this isn't also just sweeping it under the rug Mm -hmm. and ignoring it. Yep. This is looking at it for what it is and and recognizing what is and with what isn't within your control to change about the situation. Yes. I actually had a client this week drop a real knowledge bomb on me. She did it yesterday. She's awesome. I really like this person a lot. She said, acceptance, she said, I really struggled for a long time with forgiveness and acceptance and all these things. And what I've come to understand is acceptance is just me not seeking revenge. (laughs) 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 And I liked that, I think. And she broke it down further. She was joking, but she also said that what it really is, is that I'm not going to expend extra energy trying to change something that's unchangeable. Yeah. Well, I think that is the thing with people with revenge, though, is like you're spending so much time and energy and that person or that place or that it has so much free rent space in your head. Mm-hmm. And half the time, those motherfuckers have no fucking clue. Yeah, they right? don't know. They don't know. Like, <laughs> and that's the problem in the first place. And that's place. exactly. Yeah. And that's the problem in the first place. So why expend your energy on something when when those, right, when they're not? Yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's not going to get you anywhere. Right. So now that we know what acceptance is... When do we use it? And this is, oh, buddy, I have a hard time with this. This is my personal area of, I would say, deepest growth. I need to grow the most in this area. So when are some situations that we might call for at least a piece of acceptance? Now, let me say this, guys, for those of us who have a hard time with acceptance, you don't have to go whole hog 100% Buddha acceptance mode. <laughs> you can accept pieces of something. Right. Take and your- Take not. your toe in the water a little. Yeah, and yeah. not other pieces. For those of us who struggle with that, just know you can you can start slow. So when do we use it? Yeah, well, obviously in those unchangeable situations. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody has a permanent medical diagnosis or a permanent loss of abilities or lifestyle, I've seen it a lot with paraplegic, diabetics, and even just aging. Yeah. You know, when we're not physically able to do things that we used to do, there's this immense sense of loss that we do need to acknowledge, but in the end, acceptance is how we move forward. Yes. There is – wow. I really liked that you referenced aging. I I think that, <laughs> you know, even if we just think about hangovers, <laughs> when you're 18 to 25, <laughs> right? Hangovers when right, you're You 18. can sleep however the fuck you want and like fucking drunk yoga acid, you know? <laughs> I have. And I have. And the next morning you're up and fucking running marathons. Yeah. It matter. Yeah. There was yeah. a there was a point in time where, and I can think about this in terms of acceptance. There was a point in time where, you know, sometimes between 17 and 25, I maybe even a little older, I was able to no, just 25. <laughs> I'm giving myself a lot of credit there. I was able to work three jobs, run, run every day or do yoga every day. I was able to attend school full time. And then I could get drunk that night and sleep for and do it again. Out just a couple of hours and just roll out of bed like a champion, like yeah. Rocky Balboa. And if I do one of those things now, we have a problem. Yeah. I've either I am either working my job, one job, or I am doing an activity physically. I'm not I can't. I literally cannot, I don't have the bandwidth to do Mm -hmm. the same amount of things. And there's a level that when it's an unchangeable situation, you require acceptance about that. And I fought against that for a while. A lot do. (laughs) But it's not something that is going to change if I fight it. I'm not. It's going to get worse, yo. (laughs) I don't, I work with so many elderly people who like they push themselves because they want to do physically what they used to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And then they end up hurting themselves further, which then mm-hmm. further makes them unable to do the things yes. they want to do. Yes. Uh, so acceptance can be a bit like struggling in quicksand. The more you struggle, the deeper you sink. And the only way to get out is to lay flat and kind of allow yourself to sink, to come up to the surface. So a lot of it, I liked that you used aging. But again, acceptance can be used in an unchangeable situation, even things like pregnancy. For example, Mm. if you're far along in pregnancy, there is a level where you're going to have to figure (laughs) out. Get this out of me. This is not coming out right this moment. So what are you going to do in this moment to accept this and make the moment as good as possible? 
Yeah. Or even, you know, a dead-end job. Say that you can't leave at the moment. You know, you really have to save enough money until you you can make that move. Or again, talk about those interpersonal relationships too, right? Sometimes we we really see the best in people and we really want to help them change or be better, but dudes, they are not there. No, we we can't make people change. <laughs> yeah. So acceptance of a dead-end job may be something like you wake up, you under you set a timeline understanding that well, for the next year, this is what I'm doing. So there's not there's not really an alternative for the next year. Yeah. I've got to save up. Think about grad school too, man. Right. Or- <laughs> <laughs> I just gave you trauma flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was actually a skill I really had to learn in grad school. It was an unchangeable situation. Well, in the sense that I had decided that it was most consistent with my values to finish graduate school. Right. It was most consistent with my values to stay and to get the degree that I was looking for. And so once you decide that, once that's the place you're in, and you can always revisit that, what am I going to do to make this, as I continue through, how can I make this the least painful mm-hmm. and not struggle against it, not divert all of my energy thinking about what coulda, woulda, shoulda, how it's not fair, how I don't like it, and instead engage more in things that are value-based or help me to meet my goal of completing grad school. Same with dead-end jobs. Yep. And absolutely, well, within relationships, a lot of the acceptance piece I find goes um, hmm, not not the not the pleasant way. Yeah. Where you accept somebody is not going to change right now. They're yeah. not ready for that. Right. And they're treating you like a piece of garbage, yeah. and they're going to keep treating you like a piece of garbage. So you you kind of need to accept that that's their behavior choices and this is what you have is. to make a decision on how you're going to respond to that. Yeah. So the misnomer is or the misunderstanding people have is it's accepting the bad behavior. Right. Acceptance is not no, about no, accepting no. the bad behavior. It's about No, 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 no. No, no. It's no. about <laughs> I'm accepting this this person is not changing. Yes. And is choosing not to change and that this is the situation as it stands now. I can't look at the potential. I have to accept what the reality is here. And then it's about, well, based on my values, what do I do about the current reality that I accept? Not the reality I want. Right. (laughs) And so that's acceptance is really just based. It's just understanding the reality you have at hand. Yeah, definitely. We also need to use it in a situation maybe where you've just tried a bunch of other solutions and you're really stumped on at least you know temporarily on on what you need to do or you need to wait for more information you know when you just keep kind of hitting a wall oh my god it's like i wrote this in anticipation <laughs> I know for today of this day soul. yeah we had it, such a rough morning guys long story short i tried i was having i didn't sleep i was having a rough morning <laughs> and i was trying to do a lot of different coping skills to in order to soothe myself i was in a lot of pain it was a whole thing and i had several meetings i had uh I I had scheduled several things in order to make my future brighter. One of them was something to advance my career. One of them was something to advance my health. One of them was a self-soothing, self-care related strategy. And all of them blew up in my face. (laughs) And also the previous one blew up in my face. So it was one of those things where I kept trying different, and I'm still kind of in the progress of trying different things in order to quote make the day good <laughs> but i think there was a level where about mm, midway through all of this i kind of realized it ain't gonna go that way for me today <laughs> and so now that the, i know that today okay it's not my day so what do i need to do in order to vibe and gel with this day because <laughs> not let it consume and continue to fuck me with no lube <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Mercury is well into retrograde in my oh, life. And it is just like just an on fire garbage can. So I thought, well, uh, I literally had a moment there. I tried to go to yoga earlier today. I was telling Michaela, and <laughs> the yoga teacher was clearly brand new. I don't know why, but we were doing just like straight up push ups somewhere in the middle of a class. And then we're laying down for like 15 minutes. And I just really needed help with my hip. And just we didn't do a single hip opener. And this person really was looking for a lot of validation. And clearly they were new. And I didn't want to be a jerk. And I was one yes. of two but people again, you in were the there class. for you. And it ended up being like you were there for them. Yeah. This was the, the final thing that happened. And I just kind of. I accepted that this class was not going to be what I thought it was going to be. The expectation, the reality did not meet. And instead of I could have gotten really mad, I could have 
pouted. I could have said to Michaela, I'm not going to do the podcast today, whatever, just because of the amalgam of events mm-hmm. that happened. But instead, what I did was I said, okay, there's a park across the street. I'm going to go for a walk and at least get some steps because that is one thing that can help my hip. I have accepted that this thing did not help my hip <laughs> and I will be doing a different thing now and just, okay, that sucked. And instead, I'll try to get a healthy lunch and not eat like a garbage can all day, right? So it's like these things don't always work, but th- the reality is that's what they are. And so when you got a lot of little things piling up, acceptance mm-hmm. can be another really helpful strategy. So the, that's kind of the second situation where we have alluded to is it's you try acceptance when you've tried a bunch of other solutions and you are totally stumped and you need to wait for more information. So let's say that you have tried everything and like maybe you get a busted computer like at your end of the day. Like this literally just happened to me the other day too. I mean, so you experienced this. The other day I was trying to do some work and block my clinic for other duties I'm required to do. And no matter what I did, the freaking system wouldn't work. And I kept trying over and over and I was starting to get really freaking pissed off. And instead of continuing to fight it, I decided that I would just try again another day. Yep. You know, it, it sometimes just the solution is this to, isn't it. To, to disengage for a little bit. Yeah. So first level is accept when there's an unchangeable situation. Second level is, as Michaela said, when you've tried a bunch of other solutions. Mm-hmm. And third level of acceptance often is when your avoidance of the situation or is actually causing you more problems. Yeah. So you have to accept that the solution is actually there because if you are avoiding the situation, that can make it more destructive. I'll give you an example. Let's say I am really anxious and I am rejecting that I'm really anxious. I'm not anxious. What are you talking about? I'm not afraid of anything. And instead, I'm drinking all the time to (laughs) avoid my anxiety and my feelings. This would be a situation where acceptance would be really useful when the avoidance strategy you're using is a problem. Right. Or even procrastination would be a good example of that. Say you have like this huge freaking assignment and you're stressing out that whole time you're procrastinating, right? Yes. And and then when it becomes due and you're extremely stressed because you still haven't started yet. Yes. Right? So that's another example of when we avoid it actually makes it worse. So it really is kind of that quicksand metaphor, like Mm -hmm. you said before, where we're fighting and we're fighting to, to not acknowledge, to not do what we need to do to not look it in the hairy eyeball (laughs) right and and that just makes it all worse yes so (laughs) yes when you're avoiding acceptance is another great strategy so let's say we are in a situation where we're seeing that acceptance can be a useful skill what actual strategies what does that look like not just we just keep saying it but what do you actually do in order to try to accept something Sure. Yeah. First, I think we just kind of decide what pieces of the situation are unchangeable Mm -hmm. or what is most helpful for us to accept. Mm -hmm. You know, for for example, say that maybe you found out you weren't selected for a job and you felt like you were the best candidate. You know, my then I would work on my my self statements for that, because initially I would probably think this isn't fair. I did everything right. I'm clearly the best flipping candidate for this job. Yes. And this is BS. Yes. They clearly just picked someone who they were friends with. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's that a, may all be true. That may all be true. And that's probably a natural automatic thought. But trying to change that self-statement is going to make it a lot easier and better on you. So a way to change that, maybe I would say, you know, I'm, I'm genuinely upset that I didn't get this job. Uh, but getting pissed about it isn't going to change the fact that I didn't get it. Right. And maybe that person was a better fit. I don't necessarily have all that information. And maybe this job just wasn't even for me. Maybe it's a secret blessing in disguise and I'll be happier working somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. The self-statements that often signal that you are not in a place of acceptance is when you are having a self-pity party, which I I like to throw myself a pity party uh, every time something bad happens. (laughs) I throw a full party. It's me, myself, and I. And I said a little China set. (laughs) So this is not – I am not judging anybody who does this, but I often find that when I'm not in a phase of acceptance, I say things like, well, that's not fair. Or I shouldn't have had this thing happen or this person should have done this other thing. They should have selected me for this job because I'm clearly the best candidate. I shouldn't have had to do all this extra legwork to get a different job because I should have gotten the first job. Mm -hmm. Those sorts of things. Or this always happens to me. I never get the job that I'm supposed to get. Mm -hmm. People always overlook me. Uh, I've been working so hard for this and I really needed a break and I just can't catch a break. Those sorts of statements signal that you are not, while probably accurate, 
Yeah, we're not denying the accuracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's letting you know that you may be in not a place of acceptance, and it might be easier to see if you can catch one of those statements and see if you can change one of those statements for yourself. Yeah. And really, some of those statements have those cognitive distortions in it, too. I mean, mm-hmm. there were some should statements. There were some all or nothing thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, if we start to kind of acknowledge that as well, then sometimes, you know, that's yeah. when I can wheel it back. It's like, all right. Yeah. Mine is usually, <laughs> I don't even challenge it. I I go with the self-statement. Yeah, but it did happen. And it is happening. Right. right? There's not even, it, it's more of a, that that is all true. That's right. all accurate. And you persevering on it does zero. Yes. Because I, I, I do think you need to at least acknowledge the b- bullshit of it, right? Mm-hmm. We, we can't just sweep it under the rug because that's not acknowledging our emotions. And those emotions, again, are there for a reason. And if you just ignore it, it's going to get worse. So you need to let yourself experience that emotion a little bit and acknowledge it. But we just can't stay in it. We can't dwell in it. Yeah. I, I think a lot about I cannot change this but I'm wasting my already limited energy on pissing myself off more. Right. Right. So it's like, like, yep, that is dumb. That is super, super dumb. And it does help. Sometimes I'll get a little validation from a friend and then, okay, yeah, that was dumb. Moving on. So where can I spend my energy that it's actually going to get me something? These are ways to reframe and to change that negative thinking. You don't even need to convince yourself out of the self-statements. Right. It's just stop spending so much time on it because it's not getting you anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Again, validate the self-statements a little bit, actually. Yeah. Just don't let yourself get stuck in repeating the self-statements over and over. Cause, yes, because yeah. that's, that's when it gets dark. Another way of working towards acceptance is acting on a value and a goal rather than avoidance. Mm. So you identify the situation. You say, yes, this is what's happening, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you one behavior option is you could sulk or you could drink or you could yell or you could ignore something. Those are all options where you're not really accepting yeah. what's going on. Or, you know, I could always escalate and go yell at that person who didn't hire me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, these are... These are I am escalating! <laughs> I am escalating. These are all kind of forms of avoidance and problematic, honestly, against the acceptance. Instead, you could label feelings, goals, and solutions. And once you have your goals and your solutions and your values... You can act on them even though you're pissed and even though you're disappointed mm-hmm. and even though it isn't working out for you. So I we could take today where everything that could go wrong did go wrong and then I still showed up to the podcast. Yeah. that Which my- I totally honestly would have been like, that's cool, man. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can try again today. But the point is I looked at it and I said, what's my value here? Yeah. Is my what is my value for this day? What do I want to accomplish for this day? Is it still important for me? Eh, my mental health is still intact enough. All these bad things did happen. Rather not make it a worse day. Let's get the thing done that I want to get done. And mm-hmm. that's a level of acceptance. You can accept that several shitty things happened already and you can choose to still engage with your value system personally yes. even though it hasn't been going well. That's have okay. You, have you ever heard of the book Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day? Yeah, I have. And yeah. then there's like a Disney movie they made out of it too. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. which is really cute. It has Steve Carell in it. Oh, love <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I could I could see how that would, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, all everything that could go wrong did go wrong, but you still, at the end of the day, it doesn't mean that the day is over. It doesn't it's mean that right. you have to, you know, give in and change your, you know, attitudes on all the no- negative stuff. Yeah. I mean, we can even think about this with mood disorders. So let's say that I have depression and today I'm feeling extremely depressed. I can choose to numb out with Netflix or I can choose (laughs) to garden. If I'm going to be depressed either way, right? Mm -hmm. If today I'm just depressed, I've accepted that I am feeling depressed. Well, what is my value? Is my value to sit and watch Bridgerton all day? Maybe. Maybe that makes me feel better. But maybe my value that day is to go for a walk. Right. And yeah. and usually a lot of times when people really look at what their values are, it's the positive coping skill anyway. So acceptance a lot of time is about acting in a way that is consistent with what you believe in spite of having a shitstorm going on. Right. Yeah. Following your compass in spite of the storm. Aw, I like that. Yeah. I think another big option too is the serenity prayer. <laughs> <laughs> like modified this one for myself but do you do you ever hear patients saying the serenity prayer to you 
I mean, the, only the first couple bits of the serenity par- prayer I hear a lot. And I know um, for like people who are involved in AA, it's used yeah. a lot. Yeah. I hear, I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I, AA does often have kind of like a religious bent, mm-hmm. which can be really helpful for a lot of people. And when you're in, when you're a therapist, you kind of try to take the religion out of things a little bit more right. than AA might. But the AA serenity prayer is, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right, and if I surrender, that I will be made reasonably happy in this life and surrender happy with you forever in the next. Amen. So it's kind of more of a prayer, but there are pieces of it that are actually pretty really useful. Helpful. Yeah. Again, especially that first part, the grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can. You know, yeah. That's, that's the piece that I. The wisdom to know the difference. That's where I, I fell that down. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the damn difference. It's really, it is really genuinely hard. I work to this day on understanding the difference between what I need to change. And I think. My problem there is I have an ability to, you know, using a religious metaphor, make wine out of water. I can <laughs> I can move a mountain if I really put my mind to it, yeah, yeah. which is actually a bit of a problem as far as acceptance goes, because it's like I, I feel as though I should be able to do this thing. I should be able to see my way around this thing. I should be able to fix it. And when I can't, I am stunned. I have stunned Pikachu face every time. <laughs> Mouth agape. Wow. How can I not do this? This is impossible. But but I think a lot of us high achievers, we need this understanding of what is it actually that you can – how do you know when you can change something? How do you know when you can't? Right. A lot of times mine is when I have failed a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think a lot of times it is. It's when I've tried all the things that I think should make a difference and that I think should make an impact and it's not. It's yeah. not changing any of the shit. Yeah. So the the acceptance strategies we've so far reviewed are changing your self-statements, acting on values and goals rather than avoidance. Some people use the serenity prayer. And another one is mindfulness. So for you, how does that kind of make sense, Michaela, that mindfulness could be a form of acceptance? Well, I mean, mindfulness is us being fully present in the moment, which means that we are trying to accept all the thoughts, all the emotions, the sensations that are occurring and we're trying to do that without judgment, which mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the hard part for me for mindfulness is not judging. Yeah. What do you find that you have the hardest time not judging during mindfulness? Mostly my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the, you know, cause you're, you're kind of, you're trying to do kind of like a thing where you're more thought watching, you know, you're stepping back from your thoughts and you're, and you're kind of just recognizing them as thoughts mm-hmm. and they're not good or bad. You know, mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, all right, this is the thought that I'm having. But mm-hmm. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I get a little judgy on myself. And you're like, that's stupid. Yeah. More like one of those. Yeah. Why yeah. am I even thinking about that? Yeah. Right. I, my, I, mine is always interesting. Didn't know that was in there. <laughs> huh. <laughs> that's so an that's interesting happening. one. Yeah. But exactly. Mindfulness is a way of being curious. And I think. A lot of acceptance is about curiosity and openness. Mm-hmm. I think the key piece of acceptance is exploration. I, <laughs> a friend of mine in grad school, her father was a psychologist and she was becoming a psychologist. And she said that <laughs> one time, she she's like, I got to go to therapy. One time she was in the grocery store with her dad and I think she wanted a candy bar or something. And she reached for the candy bar and her dad said, no, you can't have a candy bar. And she's like, no, I want a candy bar. I need this candy bar. And started throwing a fit. And uh, her dad said something to the effect of, well, mental health disorders, disappointment, depression, it's all when expectations don't meet reality. And then just kind of like kept rolling through the grocery line. And I think that's really relevant to acceptance. And it lets us know how it can be beneficial to our mental health because when you have an openness to what reality could be and a curiosity to what reality could be you accept how the day has already gone and you move into a place of curiosity for the rest of the day 
then I, I think that really does help with expectation management. I mm-hmm. think it really does help with mental health and mood. And yeah. then my friend said, I need to go to therapy <laughs> after that story, which I thought was great. I think that expectation management is really huge. I mean, again, thinking of overachievers, perfectionism, like mm-hmm. we're we're always we're setting ourselves up to be disappointed mm-hmm. and to be upset with how things turned out instead of just allowing them to be what they are. Yes. And yes. I mean, yeah, that's a skill that I've definitely worked on perfectionism wise to yeah. be like, okay, like I'm not going to set any fucking expectations for any, like I have expectations of myself and how I respond, but I ain't having expectations on nothing else. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and that's about it. Well, sp- speaking of that, so just to show that we are actually human beings, we're going to talk a little bit about our own personal or professional experiences with the, the journey to acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> I am on the front of the journey. <laughs> And I keep going back to the front of the journey. I, I like I'm hitting the square space on the little um, board game of life where it says go back to the front. <laughs> go back don't, to don't collect one. any money. Yeah. And I just keep getting sorried back to the very beginning. This is not my I am not good at this. So I, I would love to hear kind of what your journey towards acceptance was either personally or professionally. It doesn't matter. Well, I will say personally, just the other day when I was editing our last episode, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I got really upset with how I was during that. And I honestly was almost going to suggest to Sunny that we just delete it and re-record again. Mm-hmm. But my values told me that that wasn't really fair to make Sunny do more work again simply because I didn't like how I was in that episode. Uh- <laughs> So I was really trying to... God bless you, kid. (laughs) I was really trying to accept that, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, when I get really excited, my speech gets a little pressured or sometimes (laughs) I end up kind of cutting people off a little because I feel like I have so much to say. And it's all very important. (laughs) (laughs) So I really just tried to remember that I'm also on this podcast really trying to bear everything and be really authentic and that includes that unfortunate aspect of myself okay <laughs> like but yeah. I, I can work at least on maybe trying not to interrupt and you know trying to kind of manage myself a little but again it was that was definitely an accepting thing like all right so this is going out into the netherworld and okay. we're gonna all see how that <laughs> what we get handed back for that mm. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Yeah, I I would say that as I have mentioned, I struggle with it immensely. I my first step is always to have a pity party. For one, it's I love that party, and I like to say things about how things aren't fair. And I I think probably for me this stems from I. (laughs) This sounds so dramatic. I'm being very emo right now. I'm staring out our (laughs) podcast window at the clouds, being very emo. But I feel as though I have had a a fair amount of struggles mm-hmm. in life already. I've seen I've seen some shit, and I my head always goes to the place of why me. I've already had X, Y, or Z happen. Mm-hmm. So why do I have to keep dealing with this, this, or this? And there, the simple answer is B. You just do. Like that's what's happening right now. There that's isn't. Life. Yeah, this is just what's happening right now. It's not that everybody is suffering. Everybody has some kind of suffering. Everybody has a personal struggle. It, it's not the Olympics of suffering. There is always something going on for someone. And so when I throw the pity party, it's like oh, I've already experienced so much struggles. Why do I have to keep struggling? Well, because that is life. That is, we struggle in life and it sucks. What are you going to do about it? So I'm yeah. still working on it personally. I would say professionally where I'm working on it is that sometimes I struggle to accept where somebody is, mm-hmm. where a client is, where a coworker is. It's actually more coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly was to say, I mean, same for sure, with the clients as well. Like, I see the potential, and I'm like, come on. But yeah, the coworkers is definitely a, a – and the bureaucratic bullshit, you know? Yeah. Like, this – I'm working for an organization, and that's just mm-hmm. part of the red tape that prevents good care. Like, yeah. that's, that's the fucking reality. Yeah. It is – It is. yes. With clients, it is sometimes I feel that I wish I would push a little less and leave a little more space, and it's very, you know – Ugh, it's not a good excuse, but I push because I really, really care. 
And I think that sometimes an acceptance would help me to be more hmm, targeted when I know somebody's going to change yeah. and accepting of when that's not going to happen right now and spend my energetic resources with those clients better just in different spaces. I think mm -hmm. that would be useful. I think with the coworkers, the reason why I have such a hard time there is because I ex my expectation here it is again where accept acceptance is really hard when your expectation doesn't meet reality. Yep. So my expectation is is that I have very high expectations of other providers. Mm -hmm. And so I expect that you come in professional. I expect that you lock your shit up. You handle the clients professionally. I expect that you have a professional tone, that you are engaging in emails appropriately, that you have <laughs> interpersonal effectiveness. You've got some Which emotion. Which are valid freaking things yes! to expect. Right. For sure. Right. But reality yes <laughs> it just punches me in the face it just is like boo your co-worker is crazy <laughs> and so and it's this person is about a million times worse than your patients sometimes be because yeah. you expect your patients to be struggling but you don't expect your co-workers to be and so i think a lot about it is accepting the reality of what is there in front of you rather than what you want it to be or it, now that you have accepted the reality of what is in front of you, do you want to deal with that? Right. Yeah. What's, what's the part that you can change? Do you want to change your work environment and maybe yes. find some different coworkers? Yes. It's, yeah. Yes. It's not about accepting that you have to put up with this forever. Right. It's, again, acceptance is just acknowledging the reality of, of the, the present, present moment. That's it. Yep. And so if I acknowledge the reality of the present is crappy, do I want to then move towards a different type of thing? That would be fine. But that's something I definitely <laughs> struggle with. Um, I would say I do. I'm getting better. And mostly making jokes is what helps me. <laughs> as, as per usual, the more jokes I can make about something, the more lighthearted I can be about something. The easier of a time I have accepting that this is what it is. To me, joking helps lighten something that is, is really hard and it helps me shift my expectations, which is nice. And mindfulness helps. Yeah. I think for me, a lot of it is changing my thoughts about what I'm experiencing and focusing again on my locus of control. What can I do yeah. and what, you know, is better for me to focus on? That for me is like the huge, huge piece. And then doing yeah. some grounding and relaxation exercises tend to help calm me so I can try to take that observer role instead of getting lost in the sauce. Yeah. And I do like to compare sometimes, you know, yeah, there are a one. lot of people who have it worse. I'm not as good about the humor, honestly. <laughs> I'm a sensitive <laughs> little flower. <laughs> oh, I like the like darker, the better when somebody's like, oh, I like to kind of I have to of, be like, so far removed before I can get there because yeah. otherwise I feel like I'm invalidating. <laughs> and for, for you. For you me. Mean, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, I'm like, I can't make fun of that because that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But later I can, but in the yeah. moment I can't. Yeah. I can't yeah. do it then. I like to make fun of it because it hurts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking gross. But it, it helps me. It hurts so – like when I have a feeling of hurt, it hurts bad enough that I need to make – I need to do something to help it be lighter. But I think there is a way – I think that some people have a gift for this and some people just come off sounding like assholes. <laughs> and you have to know whether this is something that you can personally do. And uh, I think also to mm, – I, I try – for me personally, it's easier to not take myself so seriously. Because oh, yeah, sure. when I get in those pity parties, I am very dramatic. Like <laughs> – I, this only happens to me. I can't deal. Everything is bad and I am the worst and it is forever. But when I can kind of make fun of my drama, then it, it eases it. So it's not really. Yeah, no, I just got to break down and cry for a good while <laughs> and acknowledge the issue and be like, oh my God. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, wipe the tears. Wipe oh. the tears. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What do we do about this? <laughs> and then I start working on it. That's amazing. I love we our headspace is very different. I cannot imagine that that would be so foreign to me. I I think I don't even know what I would do with that. I think I'm like a I was a reborn, you know, mechanic from the 50s. <laughs> I'd be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I I really love it. But I think to another thing in your department of changing thinking patterns I, I i very much have had a never give up never surrender like just push through 
but my now I've changed it to sometimes surrender if it's effective and maybe just try a different strategy and that will be more efficient. That's so, yeah. you know, more that oh, gray yeah. area. I do like the efficiency thing. And I, I've very much gotten into the go with the flow. Go with the flow. Like, yeah. that's that's been one of my little, like, yeah. all right, so this is where we're at. Let's, like, how can we flow with this and yeah. not make it terrible? Like, I don't want to be swimming upstream. Like, I'll yeah. just kind of float with the stream to the edge yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, even a, even a physical self-soothing strategy that helps me is just, like, I, I'll just repeat the statement, allow 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 and then it'll, I'll notice my muscles relax mm. and unclench my jaw and then okay I'm in an allowing space I'm at least in a curious space for one whole minute <laughs> yeah yeah I think that curiosity space is really huge yeah. it really is trying yeah. to just be like okay so this is this is what this is yes and <laughs> let me ex- let me let's, see let's how poke deep- at it and dissect a little and, <laughs> and then see what we can do with it let's see how deep this rabbit hole goes <laughs> <laughs> oh no so speaking of acceptance what are we going to try to work on acceptance wise outside of the podcast i do i mean i think just like you i do need to keep working on it and i mm. also want to keep working on like the gratitude too i think that's a great form of acceptance gratitude yeah, yeah so for me, I really just want to be a little bit more aware of that and really work on trying to accept what is and be grateful for what I do have mm-hmm. and the skills and things that are working for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> badass, dude. B.A. I think I have a very similar bent. I think I wait on things to change or I'm always so focused on the change or the progress that I forget to acknowledge what's going on right now in the moment and enjoying that and and staying present with it and so i want to accept some of the things that i know just aren't it's just a timeline thing at this point for me and maybe see if i can turn my attention elsewhere and focus on something more positive and so it's very similar just kind of noticing what i'm grateful for i dig it do you got some jokes for me I got one. I got I got a couple. <laughs> Ooh, you got a couple? All right, hit start me off. Start me off. Okay. So this first joke came from my cousin Corey. So shout out to your genius. What's up, Corey? What is Whitney Houston's favorite type of coordination? Mm, I don't know. Hand eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Right? That's great. That's really good. One time I tried to do karaoke to Whitney Houston when I was nine. Anyway, bold move. <laughs> Very bold. I like it. Shoot for the stars. <laughs> I, What's your joke? All right, here's my joke. Uh, speaking of acceptance, I did recently get accepted to medical school. In fact, I'm going to be a urologist. My acceptance letter just said, you're in. <laughs> I like that. Oh, potty humor. All right, hit, hit me one more. Hit me one more. Okay. This is this is more of a pickup line than a joke. Go- oh, mm. I'll be flattered. Oh. Girl, are you a college acceptance letter? Because I feel like you're about to reject me. <laughs> <laughs> a little self-deprecating human. Never, yeah. <laughs> never hit, hurt anybody. Well, thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. That's our podcast today. We wish you all of the luck in the world on the path to acceptance this week and we will see you next week thanks so much for tuning in see you next week bye Bye.